Hey everyone, welcome to EdTech Ari IRL. In this podcast, I, Ari Fluelling, explore the different facets of mental and physical health. So that way I can be the best person I can be for the teachers and students that I serve. Hopefully along the way, you'll learn some helpful tips that'll help you in your role in education as well. Hey everyone, happy September. I hope the month has been treating you well. Things in California have been pretty good. Of course, it's still not fall yet, which makes me sad. But, you know, that's so it goes. And September is actually a really cool month, and I'm super excited to talk about it on the podcast because September is self-care September. So it's a time of year where we remind ourselves, in the immortal words of Parks and Recreation, to treat yourself. Um, But I think it's important to recognize self-care September because oftentimes as educators we don't do a really good job with self-care we are so busy taking care of the teachers we serve or the students we serve or you know when you go home and you're serving your family you forget about you and it's super easy to do I do it all the time and we have to remember that you can't fill from an empty bucket so We're going to talk real quick about just a couple tips that I have for self-care in the educator space. So the first one that I've really been taking to heart and enjoying lately is leaving your workspace. So most often when I am at work, I'm at the district office preparing professional development for teachers, and I have been making a point of making sure I take my lunch somewhere else whether that be a break room, a friend's office, or like going and walking around Target for an hour to um, get away from my desk. Because I found if I would eat lunch at my desk, I would probably end up working through lunch. Now I get it, as a classroom teacher, you can't just go to Target. So where can you go on campus that is not your room that you can actually use to take a break? Hopefully the staff room culture at your school is not toxic, so maybe that's a good place to go. I know one of the things I used to like to do when I worked at a high school is I would go to the choir room and I would go listen to the kids sing, or I would go to the art teacher's room and like look at what the kids were doing, and sometimes I'd even like do what the kids were doing in art or in music just because it was a good way to disconnect from the day. Plus, too, if students see you interacting in other things, like lunchtime activities put on by ASB or what have you, that's also going to be great for school culture, and it gives you a time to kind of, like, turn off your brain. So number one, whenever possible, get away from your workspace. Number two, drink water. Lots and lots of water. Water, it's... (laughs) Scientifically, it's super important to our lives. It is essentially the thing that keeps our bodies running and functioning. And, you know, even if you're not working out or doing a lot of extraneous activity, you can never have enough water. Maybe scientifically you can. But I feel like on a day-to-day basis, you probably can't. It has benefits for your skin. It has benefits for your stress levels. And then also, too, if you're drinking more water... That means you're drinking less soda, and if you're drinking less soda, you're bringing in less sugars into your body. So it kind of is a nice little way to be healthy and be mindful of your body, but also, too, like, you got to have a beverage. You got to drink. 
And I don't know if you're like me, but I am a priss when it comes to water. Uh, my family had a Culligan system growing up. Hashtag not spawn. And um, water that isn't out of a bottle tastes kind of gross to me, which I get is really, that shows so much privilege. I totally recognize that. Um, so if you are like me and you like your water to taste good or have some sort of flavor, what I've found works really good for me, especially when I'm traveling, is if I have a steel water bottle, which will help water stay cold longer. If I start out with cold water, that's always great because I don't, I'm probably wrong about this, but I feel like cold water just tastes better. I don't know. Probably not. Um, but anyway, and then I have purchased some essential oils. Again, I know a total mark of privilege. Not everyone can purchase essential oils. But if you can't get essential oils, get a lemon or a lime and squeeze some of that into the bottle. So then that way you'll have that fruity goodness in the bottle instead of the taste of that tap. So tip number two, drink water, and tip number 2A, if you don't like the taste of water, use some sort of oil or fruit to help it taste better, so that way you're more likely to drink it. My third tip is making sure you find time for yourself. This is probably the most difficult thing for any human. I know it's difficult for me, and I don't even have a kid, so I can only imagine what it's like for a working mom or a working dad. But it's so important to find that you time because you, one, you need to, like I said earlier, sometimes you need to escape your workspace, but then also too, sometimes you just need to escape the daily life that's happening around you. So in my household, the way it kind of works out is I struggle to find me time just because, you know, I'm traveling a lot for work. So when I am home, I want to make sure I'm spending time with my husband to give him the quality time that our marriage deserves, but I kind of get jealous of him sometimes because he his report time isn't until later than mine, so I leave for work before him, and he gets a good couple, like 10 to 15 minutes extra in the morning, and then I'm such a homebody that likes to go to sleep, I fall asleep at about 9 o'clock, and then my husband, you know, he doesn't need as much sleep as I do. So he'll stay up and play video games. And that's great. Like, he's found his me time. I'm not, I do not begrudge him his me time. I'm glad that he's able to have it because as a special education teacher, like, he needs it too. Um, but sometimes I forget to take it for myself. So I'm very lucky that I have such a supportive partner that is like, no, like, you want to go get your nails done? Go get your nails done. You want to go get your hair done? Like, go get your hair done. And again, I recognize those are marks of privilege that I'm able to pay for those types of services. But even just something as simple as going for a walk or going for a run or working out or, you know, going and getting yourself a coffee on the way home or, you know, even sometimes just like making a target run by yourself is a great way to have me time. And I feel like that's kind of a good compromise sometimes because I'm doing the target run, which is benefiting my household, but I'm doing it by myself so that way if I want to take like as long as I want and I want to meander and I want to look at all of this home decor stuff that I really don't need but I think is cute, um, I can. And I don't feel like I'm wasting somebody else's time because at the end of the day I'm still coming home and I'm still bringing the things that we need for the house. So tip number three, find your me time and actually take it. If you need to, 
schedule it on your Google calendar. I've done that. It's helpful because then Google reminds me what I'm supposed to do. Another important thing about September is it is not just about self-care, but it is about awareness because September is also Suicide Prevention Month. So right now there is this campaign called hashtag be the one two, and I'll put this in the show notes, so make sure to check that out. And it's a campaign to help everyone remember and realize that they can do something to help prevent suicide and they can do something to help change lives for the better. So the National Suicide Prevention Lifelines Network is using this campaign to help promote local crisis centers and local suicide prevention resources to the public. So they actually have a really great website that has resources and steps to help someone in crisis. Then they also have some videos to show how people have made an impact on each other's lives. And then there's, of course, resources for people that may be going through a tough time that may unfortunately be contemplating suicide. And then it's also great because they link you to other resources from other networks. Like there are so many different things that you can look at from different organizations, both, you know, national and at a local level. And I think this is really important for everyone to think about, especially educators. You know, of course, we think about our students and we care about our students, but you know, you never know what a student is going through outside of your classroom. And it's important to try and keep an open ear and listen to them and see, you know, if they are struggling and if they need some additional help and resources. Unfortunately, in Southern California, there have been quite a few children that have committed suicide for various reasons, whether it be incessant bullying or, you know, being rejected by friends and family due to their, uh, their gender identity or their sexual orientation. And even, you know, in the field of ed tech, we've lost people due to suicide and other mental health issues. And I think it's really important that we all take an active role in letting people know that we're here for them and that we can be open ears and that as difficult as things may seem now, it really, as cliche as it sounds, it can get better and there are people out there willing to help. So I'll link to this hashtag be the one to website in the show notes. Highly recommend checking it out. I think it's great. There's graphics that you can put out on social media. There are posters that you can print to put up in your room. And all of this is connected to the suicide prevention lifeline. So that way people know that they can call that lifeline for free at any time to to help. And if you're able to donate to a local crisis center, I highly encourage you to do so. Also, too, I highly encourage you to look into, you know, your local politics and policies as well as at the state and national level and vote for candidates that believe that mental health is important for our students and also for our veterans and for really just everyone in America in general. I'm a firm believer in mental health. Uh, If you go back to the first episode, you'll hear about my return to therapy, and um, I'll be posting another episode about that hopefully soon. 
And I honestly, if it were up to me, I would I wish everyone could get to go see a therapist or a mental health counselor or something of that, you know, range at least twice a year, just as like a check in. You know, we get your flu shot every flu season. Like, why don't we why don't we check and make sure that people are okay? And this is just one small way to bring this to the forefront. Thanks for listening to today's episode of EdTech Ari IRL with me, Ari Fluelling. I hope you found information from today's podcast useful, and I look forward to hearing from you. You can contact me via Twitter or Facebook by searching for EdTech Ari. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And if you found this podcast useful, I encourage you to share it with others. And of course, don't forget to leave feedback for future episodes. I can't wait to continue this journey, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.